0: Well hello there, what's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ringman, I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug life, man. Hug life, man. Not thug life. What is this? Why is Bailey thug life now instead of hug life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 70, and we're welcoming Joe back from Florida. Woohoo! How was it, my man? Oh, it was nice. It was eighty degrees weather all week. Shorts, t-shirts, flip-flops was regular, and there was no rain. That was the best part. No rain. Although, actually, it sounds like the best part was the fact that you, uh, you told me a little bit before this, uh, you ended up avoiding an impact taping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my girlfriend and I are walking through Universal Studios, and uh, when you when you go to those types of parks, that I'm the type of person that we like we like to have a plan. We're like, all right. We're going to hit this ride, this ride, this ride so that we know we hit everything. And our plan was going so well. And Austin, we're walking towards like the front of the park at one point, And I see this sign. It says Impact Wrestling taping tonight at 6 p.m. And there's a guy out there with a megaphone going, if you want to see a live television production, if you've never been a part of one, if you want to be a part. And I just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> Real production. <laughs> well, the surprising part is, uh... Aaron was totally down for it. Uh... Well, because, that, like, that is a real surprise. <laughs> well, she, she, I think she felt... That, like... Um... So, like, I'm a Harry Potter fan. But she's definitely... She kills me with the how hardcore of a fan she was. So I think, like... That was kind uh, of her returning the favor of, like... You got to see me at my... Like, weirdest... In the yeah. Harry Potter world section. So... Like, I'm returning the favor... Even though I... My... My equivalent was going to the Simpsons section at Universal. That was awesome for me. Yeah, well, you know what? That's you know, you got a real winner on your hands there. When she, she just innately is like, yeah, you know, it's like we did some of my thing. Let's do some of your thing. Like you didn't yeah. have to be like, hey babe, can we go? We never do yeah. the thing I want to do. Which I don't know what the fuck character that was, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just that like that she you know cares enough about you and she knows that it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe he'd like to go to this stupid wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, she puts up with me at a soccer game, so that's definitely, we're definitely equal there. <laughs> so, so she still has not been to a wrestling event with you, correct? No, and has only watched a couple minutes or so of wrestling on TV with me. Yeah. I, I still have not brought the wife to a wrestling event, um, but she's definitely watched a lot with me. Now, did you have to sit emma down and be like here's wrestling and here's what i watch or did you were you watching it and she approached you and was like what is this (laughs) um it was just i think i it it came up within our friendship that she just knew that i watched wrestling and stuff so that eventually once we were living together and dating and stuff it was just you know she would just kind of see it when i had it on and Mm -hmm. usually would be doing something else reading or whatever the fuck and she would just kind of catch out of the corner of her eye and between that and me ranting about it to her she kind of started to understand the storylines and the characters. I think it I think that's happening right now with Aaron. I think she's understanding it a lot more. Like <laughs> I was so surprised at her being understanding of me having a podcast about it. I was like Did I you... have this podcast where I talk about wrestling and she just like accepted it. She's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know she really loves you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, if I can, if I can admit to you that I have a wrestling podcast and you do anything other than just and walk away away. (laughs) 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 and you know you've got a winner yeah oh man but yeah it's good to be back though vacations are nice but I can't be on vacations for too long yeah you can't be on vacation too long and you know who it looks like finally came back from vacation is at least a few of the writers because there was a surprising amount of continuity on Raw between Ambrose and Jericho Yes. Oh, I found super refreshing. Well, because definitely the other half of the writing staff is definitely on vacation, right? Because the other half of the show just feels like autopilot. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that just felt very uh, paint by numbers leading up to the pay per view. Like the whole, I I thought the whole, like, highlight reel to Ms. TV to Ambrose Asylum was kind of a just a clunky segment to get to. The good part, which I liked the continuity part of it, but just. Know. You There's know why I of give parts credit for that really segment, really though? Hmm. The ring crew. Yeah, they... they... changed those sets in record time. Like, those guys should be on a NASCAR team. <laughs> in the pit. <laughs> they were pretty quick. Yeah, they were pretty quick guys. I liked uh, Jericho's fucking bit of the, like, kind of refusing to step over the carpet for yes. a moment. He was like, oh, what, you expect me to move? <laughs> 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 like, just totally big timey these motherfuckers. Yeah. Well dude, he's the lead singer of Fozzie. He's Chris Jericho. Yeah. But I'm Chris Jericho. <laughs> this I don't know if he knows, but does he still do um like with his Fozzie thing, does he not acknowledge Chris Jericho? Oh, I'm not sure. Because wasn't that part of his gimmick before where it was yes. like Chris Jericho's the biggest Fozzie fan, but Fozzie doesn't know Chris Jericho? Yeah. And he would he would sit when like Fozzie wasn't as known, he would like just go into line like with regular fans for their Fozzie shows and call himself, Oh, I forget the name, but he had a different name and would just talk about how great Fozzie is. And people were like, well, you're Chris Jericho. And he'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm this guy. I don't know who Chris Jericho is. I only know about Fozzie. <laughs> well, I'm trying to look it up. Cause okay. I feel like I remember that name being kind of awesome. Cause yeah, it's fucking Chris Jericho. So of course he's going to yeah. come up with some awesome shit. Um, I don't know. Let's keep talking about something else uh, until I find it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I just I'll get continue on that segment that we were talking about. Um, right. I thought, yeah, the continuation of oh, Ambrose, mongoose and, McQueen. Uh, yes, I was gonna say. I knew it was some kind <laughs> of animal. <laughs> some kind of animal. <laughs> yeah, mongoose McQueen. That's fucking great. <laughs> I would love to see that as like a wrestling. You know, maybe. Maybe if Chris Jericho doesn't have a new idea for how to come back as Chris Jericho, he could come back this next time uh, as Mongoose McQueen. <laughs> and just not acknowledge Chris Jericho? Yeah, not acknowledge Chris Jericho or any of his previous wins or any of his previous feuds. Like anything, he just, I'm Mongoose McQueen and I'm here to make my name in WWE. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of Fozzy. <laughs> well, yeah, he would just be like, Yeah, you know, I'm the lead singer of Fozzy and, uh, you know, now I'm here to come and rock the WWE. I, he would still call himself like the Ayatollah of rock and roll oh, And people would be like again. Uh, you know, Chris like, What's going on? He's like, who's Chris? And it will be, never be the same Again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could just recycle All of his old shit yeah. <laughs> Although, And you know I what wonder, the crowd okay, so if he, I don't know, if he did that Do you think it would almost become like a weird Heel gimmick? Of him like Like I guess if he spun it the right way oh, of like if true. whenever they sit like chanted Y2J at him he'd have to like get upset at them maybe be like hey I'm not Y2J who is this like yeah. stop chanting about Are you saying Y2K? It's not the year 2000. Shut up you stupid idiots. <laughs> Just like cycle through all of his gimmicks throughout the years. Yeah, then you have to have like the list of McQueen or the list of Mongoose. <laughs> oh man. But uh, uh, I was gonna add in about that segment. I like the um, jacket Ambrose giving him the jacket back. Oh yeah, the cheapo jacket with the, yeah, the Christmas the lights, lights on. it. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just liked the, uh, the continuity thing of that. Even too with like Ambrose later trying to beg him of like, yeah, take me off the list. Yes. And then he like kind of does for that second, but then he just uh, puts it back on. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> you can't take people off. It's written in pen. Yeah. (laughs) It's impossible. Oh, man. Although man. Uh, All right. um, What did you think? All right. So speaking of impossible, I have to break off for a second because Miz, his whole thing with the Marine 5, like, what is the fucking point of WWE Studios? Like, this is just impossible venture. Like, who fucking watches those movies? I, I thought they were. I thought they stopped doing this kind of stuff. I thought so too. I didn't even know they made another Marine five. Yeah. I thought they had like switched to like WWE studios was basically one of those studios that just goes to the different film festivals and picks up movies that have already been made and then just puts money into the distribution. Maybe they, you know what? Maybe there's like a weird part of them that, uh, it, I don't think it's this, but what if it's, like, all just part of Mrs. Gimmick? They all just keep doing it to keep Mrs. Gimmick of being a movie star? Since he can't, like, get into an actual movie? So, but <laughs> like, well, we have to keep making movies. <laughs> well, so wait, I... he did have that one ABC Family movie. Oh, it was a Christmas movie. It was, like, the Christmas oh, right, right, or something like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's all it is. It's just an extension of Mrs. Gimmick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was so I was looking at this because this one was supposed to be, like, a team-up or something with Heath Slater and uh, Curtis Axel as well. Oh, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just wondering, it's like, okay, so they did a team-up movie, and it was making me think of, uh, like, a potential legitimate use for WWE Studios in, like, a, a weird nightmare scenario where, like, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Entertainment, just, yeah. like, all of their actors, like, die or become sick or something, and it's like, shit, we need to film the next Avengers movie, but we have no actors, and... All of Hollywood is like all the actors are gone. WWE, you have action people like you're. They're used to fight choreography and stuff. Can you give us people to be part of the Avengers, like just as like a substitute for quick casting? And mm-hmm. I was <laughs> just going off on that very weird tangent and wondering if if we were in charge of recasting the Avengers at with WWE superstars, uh, who would you cast? Well, I think the easiest one right away is john cena as captain america yeah yeah that's kind of a pretty natural fit yeah uh, even by look like he kind of has a chris evans look to him yeah i mean they've, they've definitely got like the square jaw sort mm-hmm. of like i mean cena's is even squarer i think <laughs> <laughs> to the point of almost being like cartoonish yeah uh, like, but yeah h- how is how is it that square <laughs> yeah cena cena's definitely captain america there um uh, but yeah, let's see who would be a good Iron Man. Cause I I think maybe CM Punk might be a decent Iron Man. Yeah, you definitely have that. You have to have that asshole side to you, right? But CM Punk is too low class. Mm-hmm. Like Iron Man is very like high class sort of guy. So maybe like DiBiase. Like classic oh, to DiBiase. Yeah. Well, uh, senior or junior. Oh, you know what? All right. How about this? Let's let's restrict it to current roster. Okay. Like, current roster guys. Yeah, let me think. So it can be WWE and NXT, at least just for that. Um, yeah, who would be the good Ooh, Iron Man? Uh, Bobby Roode. Okay. Okay. I could be down for Bobby Roode as Iron Man. That's fine. I was also... Th- I had a thought of Seth Rollins, too. Seth Rollins is too much of a punk kid. Mm, yeah. I think he'd be better... Uh, Winter Soldier, maybe. Yeah. Like Bucky Barnes. Yeah, Bucky Barnes. (laughs) Seth Rollins. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go get him, John. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Steve. (laughs) Um... What about Thor? You need a big, like... Hmm. Who the fuck is the best Viking they have? Well, you limited it to current roster, so I can't say Edge, who's on the show Vikings now. <laughs> right, yeah, that motherfucker's about to be on Vikings and shit. Um, well... Ces- Cesaro, if he grew a beard. <laughs> no, you gotta have somebody with already... Well, oh god, alright, so not Seamus, not Seamus, not Seamus. Seamus <laughs> <laughs> is anyone? right out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, you went, um, fuck it, Braun Strowman. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> No, because Thor is is like a sexy guy, though. Yeah. He's big and he's sexy. So it also can't be Seamus, because Seamus isn't even remotely sexy. No. Um, Triple H? I don't know. I think Triple H is too old. He's too Mm. much of an old guy. Maybe Alistair. Oh, like Drew Galloway or Aleister Black? Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Drew uh, Galloway definitely has the hype for it. No, fuck it. Wolfgang. He's not really that sexy, but he's like a big, weird guy. Let's, oh, go, yeah, let's nice. go a different direction with Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who else we got? Hulk? Alright, that... Braun Strum. Yeah, you that, or I was gonna say Lesnar. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, Lesnar is the Hulk. <laughs> the very ripped slash uh, cut Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Just the psycho monster of a man. All right, oh, I think that, that's pretty All right, what much. What about uh? Ooh, what about women? Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow, huh? Well, Becky Lynch is the redhead, but she's not. Mm. She's not like sultry in that way. I would almost say Emma. I would cast Emma as Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Cause I was, I was only, th- I was thinking Charlotte for the athleticism. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You do have to have that sultry appeal. Yeah, I think Emma. That's a dead-on cast. For yeah. Her. Black Widow, and then uh, a Hawkeye throwing a Hawkeye there. Who's our Who's our everyman? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn could be Hawkeye. Sami Zayn, yeah, (laughs) just the guy that everybody loves, but he isn't like the main event. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, you know what? I want to go back and change Thor. Should Thor be Roman Reigns? But people like Thor. Well, you know what? When Roman Reigns says about as much as Thor does, people liked Roman Reigns too. True. (laughs) When when he just keeps his mouth shut, and he's just a big sexy beast who kicks people's ass, people like Roman Reigns. Right. Because he's a good-looking guy. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a good-looking guy. The women swell for him, and a lot of guys swell for him. So, I don't know. I'd cast him as Thor. Fuck it. Yeah. All right, right. there we go. So we got, uh, what is it, Cena, Bobby Roode... Uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, and and Emma. Uh, and Emma, as the new Avengers. Yeah, as cast by WWE. There you go. If you think you can do better, let us know. But I doubt, it, motherfucker. If you can't, then hashtag it's Miller time. And if you can, then uh, well, it's probably because you had time to prep. We did this on the fly. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, and, uh, I still have vacation brain. there you go blame it on the vacay brain we're such heels (laughs) if somebody beat us it's like no you can't legitimately be better than us or beat us fuck you (laughs) this is why we are (laughs) we're such fucking heels (laughs) I just had this I just had this epiphany when you said that like about our entire history together I'm thinking about all the times we've done shit like that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I fucking alright do you remember the time that um I accidentally threw Beth on the ground when we were drunk because she attacked me from behind. Yes. <laughs> I, I fucking love that moment because I think it's just such a, like I feel fully justified because it's all right. When you're drunk and somebody jumps on you from behind, I think grabbing them and throwing them onto the ground is a reasonable response. Cause you don't it know. Is. No, you don't know that this is a friendly, playful attack hug. It could be yeah. vicious. I have enemies. I'm a heel. <laughs> I am never at a moment where I'm thinking it is not possible for somebody to attack me right now. who Who the fuck knows, man? And, yeah. and it happened. She jumped on me and you know, it's not my fault that I have a good reflex that when somebody jumps on me, I throw them over top of me, Blame my martial arts training when I was a kid. <laughs> I thank it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Just, back to wrestling. Yeah, back to wrestling. Um, how? How? Um, you know what? Here's my question to you: Which team is going to turn heel, Cesaro and Sheamus, or the Hardys? It's looking like Cesaro and Sheamus, right? That's why I think it's going to be the Hardys because they're like signaling for Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, I think because um, now we've had two different cases where Cesaro and Sheamus have lost but we still do the handshake, right? Mm-hmm. So, at this point, we need to see Cesaro and Sheamus win and then the Hardys get pissed that they lost. Because then we have the opposite reaction of like, well, Cesaro and Sheamus were able to handle defeat and the Hardys can't. Also, I think them turning heel is the more natural transition for them going into the broken gimmick. Yeah, which is looking more and more like it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's got to happen. I feel like Debbie, honestly, I don't think WWE would have picked them up if they weren't planning on doing the Broken gimmick. Yeah, sure. And they probably wouldn't have signed for it, right? Yeah, cuz it's like on cuz if they wanted the Hardy Boys before, they could have just gotten them anytime they wanted. Yeah. Um this is like when the they Hardy decided Boys. to pick them back up was when they got hot. <laughs> yeah. Cuz yeah, you could you could have done the Hardy Boys and you know, done it better because they would have been younger. <laughs> they could have done it longer, so. Yeah. You know, they they picked them up because they want to do the broken gimmick. I have to think and, that. And neither of those guys are hurting for money, so it wasn't like they had to sign to continue their careers. Right. And, you know, it just it makes sense from their career standpoint that they they almost kind of need to transition into that because they can't do the Hardy Boys gimmick for that long. You know, no, their, their bodies, bodies are not man. gonna hold up with that. So Yeah. Transition to the broken gimmick. And uh yeah, I think it could be yeah, like also because I, I think that them losing the titles would be storyline wise like the catalyst that would make sense. Right, because for them to turn, and at least storyline wise, out of WWE, the when they won the titles, like came into WrestleMania and won the titles, it was like oh they've accomplished their journey and that's why they're not broken anymore from the indie scene. Right. So losing the titles in the WWE could be the trigger that causes them to revert back. Yeah, so then it's like this eternal struggle of uh, I'm never complete without the tag team titles. Yeah. (laughs) That would be fucking hilarious. (laughs) Marvelous. We have the titles again. Marvelous. Oh, but then, yeah, whenever he would get the titles, then all of a sudden he wouldn't be broken anymore. (laughs) He would just be mad hardy. I would just love for them to do a segment where, like... (laughs) <laughs> Matt's like holding the title Someone takes it away And he goes into the broken Give it Hands it to him back He's fine again Like He's <laughs> like Oh yeah you know It's really great to be the champion again Somebody takes the title From it, like, <laughs> delete. <laughs> delete. <laughs> him title Delete Delete I shall delete you Gets back Oh wow You know whew, I was really worried there for a moment <laughs> Guy came in here Just took my title <laughs> Broken brilliance man Just comes out <laughs> Broken brilliance just comes out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you can just say some. You can just like excuse my brilliance. <laughs> Please excuse my broken brilliance. Comes out sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, we're gonna see a change of the guard on that one. But we can we can get more into that with our official predictions. Yeah. Payback. Uh, What did you think of this fucking dumpster match between Kalisto and Strohman? Dude, that wasn't a fucking dumpster match. A dumpster match, you got to close the goddamn (laughs) lid. What the fuck happened to that goddamn rule? Uh, Are dumpster matches that prolific that... uh... (laughs) Well, there was a famous one. I want to say Wrestlemania 12? Oh, shit. Are Are you telling me there was a dumpster match at a Wrestlemania? Yes. No fucking way! I like. I kind of thought they made this up for this, like just because oh, no. they're like, oh, we it decided to kind of throw Callisto in a dumpster. It's like let's have a dumpster match. Fourteen. I'm sorry. Jeez. Okay. Well. Great. And so I'm glad they was... can continue the proud lineage of dumpster matches with this uh, fine spectacle. <laughs> it was Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie against the New Age Outlaws. Oh shit! It was a tag team match. Yeah. Well, because I think in the build-up to this, uh, so Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie had a dumpster match, and they both ended up in the dumpsters, Where and then New Age Outlaws came out, closed up the doors, and shoved it off the stage. Mm. Uh, and that was, like, a big deal at that point, because I don't think that had been seen then. Yeah. And so then I think it led to their tag team match for it. So in this entire segment with Strowman, was just a throwback to that, because he, kind of. you know, yeah. Cut, put Kalisto inside, threw him off the ramp. Although, I do have to say, before that, uh, this was a pretty decent job of trying to rehab Kalisto. Yeah. I gotta say, I mean, like, his his little promo... Win with, over. His promo with Kurt Angle was a lot better than Lucha Things. <laughs> a lot better than Lucha <laughs> Things. Like, I actually thought this promo was pretty decent. Yeah, kind of, like, it was def... Like, they're bringing out the underdog factor with him, so... Like, that, it... it, it blood of honest desperation it kind of felt like to me in a way um that they were just like hey Callisto, look you gotta nail this fucking promo like just let your fucking heart out and like talk about why you need to beat Braun Strowman as a character to like redeem yourself go and like it felt really heartfelt yeah now do you think that the finish then was to do you think they kept that in mind with the finish to like help Callisto? Yeah, absolutely, because I think the way this is booked, too, was like, you know, Kalisto was legitimately putting up a fight at a couple points, and there was that part where he had Strowman over the top rope for a little while. Like, I think this was built to, I, I hope this leads to a little bit more from Kalisto. Yeah. Like, whether that means that he goes into another feud with somebody else on Raw, or if he eventually transitions over to 205 Live with a big push, like... I would just like them to do something with them. cuz like with the new look, the new music is kind of iffy. I don't like the music really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the new look. Yeah. It it almost it, it kind of reminds me of Drago a little bit. Mhm. But it it was just weird. I, I don't know. Like I felt like the finish happened and then they did the extra spot to make it as if they did the finish the other way. But now that I think about it, I think it's more just to give so Kalisto just wasn't killed in the dumpster match. Right. Like, I think it was, I think it was actually a, a decent way to build both guys because it does give Kalisto that win. And at the same time, you still make Strowman look like a fucking badass by just th- having him throw a guy in a dumpster off a ramp and just, you know, giving you that extra scene to build up for his, uh, you know, because it's going to be the video package yeah, for him versus Roman. Because now they have ambulance, they have this, so a lot of ambulances uh, in bronze video packages. Mm-hmm. I ain't finished with you yet, <laughs> or I ain't done with you yet. Yeah, what's the word? I ain't done with you yet. Not done with you yet. Yeah, I'm not done with you. yet. <laughs> Man, that needs to be a shirt, pronto. <laughs> I like, I'm honestly like ashamed for them that that's not already a shirt. Because that would fucking sell out. You tell me a bunch of people wouldn't... Like, with how much people are fucking going nuts for Stroman these days, people would, like, buy the fuck out of that. I would buy it. I might fucking buy that. I ain't done with you yet. That's a badass, like... With the stretcher on it? Yeah, maybe with the stretcher on it. I don't know. I'd, I'd be okay with just the words, like, stylized... Uh, you know, like, a stylized font with maybe, like, a little bit of color in the background. Hmm. At least for me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just be, be, because, like, wrestling in WWE is just, like, not a very uh, generally cool sort of thing. I don't know. Like, I like my wrestling shirts to be shirts that I can wear and not have it be obvious that it's a wrestling shirt. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, if there's too much wrestling iconography on it, then it almost, it's a turnoff for me. Which is, it's kind of shameful for me to admit, right? Because it's like I'm a wrestling fan, but... <laughs> Too ashamed to be a full wrestling fan sometimes in public. No, but like, I think I like it to fit my style, though. I'd rather to be. Right. Yeah, because I have a wife, you know, and you have a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. We're heels. So we don't need to apologize to our audience. If you live in your basement, I don't fucking care. But I'm also not going to defend your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, man, that's totally fine, too, and, like, whatever, man. It's... Who fucking cares? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so I we, think... got a, uh, we got a return this week. Uh, Finn Balor, after getting knocked out by uh, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> after getting his clock cleaned by Jinder Mahal. Just shows up for a tag team match. Yeah, fuck it, it, why not? Got to help out, uh, you know, Enzo and Cass and Seth Rollins and... But what did you think of like the? There's no reference to him and Bray. That that's fine because they need to focus on Bray and Orton, I guess, for this fucking House of Horrors match. What the fuck is this House of Horrors match going to be? Oh, we're gonna get into that. Unless you want to just get into it right now. No, we can save it. We can get it. We'll we'll do it with the predictions. That'll be good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with Balor, he just kind of comes back, and that's fine. I think he's. They just, they need to keep just getting him these couple of little wins and good spots just to help almost like rebuild him to the audience mm-hmm. because he was gone for like, what, nine months or something. Yeah. It was like basically SummerSlam to WrestleMania. Basically, yeah. He was gone, so yeah, he needs to, you know, just kind of reintroduce a few people to him because he wasn't there for that long before he got injured either. No. I mean he had only been on the roster like a month. Right. Or two. So, yeah. Poor 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 Finn Balor. But he's yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Management fucking loves him, so he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean I'm I'll I guess my other, other thing about Finn Balor is uh my usual thing. Wake me up when he turns heel. That's when I'll be interested. Until <laughs> then, I really don't give a fuck about Finn Balor. But um I don't know. With that, with that said, where do you think they go? obviously, you know, a few with Bray, but do you think they're gonna um, build up with anything with him with the club? Like either turn him heel and go with the club, or think have the club somehow go face and go with Finn Balor. I think if anything, he'll go heel and then go and join the club. Yeah, that's that's. They what have to do assumed. something with a club at one one point, right? Because I mean, he keeps advertising the fucking Balor club thing. But there's no club, right? There's there's Balor and there's the club, and neither of them are really doing anything right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we just do the thing that makes sense, <laughs> put them together, and move on with our lives. Yeah, I mean at least the club is actually finally getting some wins. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna just get a win over Enzo Cast on Sunday? Maybe. I mean, I'm just glad that they're getting wins. So, Mm -hmm. I I don't think they need the win on Sunday right now because they're actually back to pretty solid ground, I feel like. They've gotten those wins on Raws Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, they're they're back to be They're like the number one heel team, so... Oh, jeez. Are they? Well, I think the Hardys are going to replace them as the number one heel team. Yeah, but as of right now. But yeah, I guess right now they are. That's kind of weird. Um... (laughs) That's okay. They'll fix it, hopefully. But uh, I think Kurt Angle has been doing a good job of kind of fixing the GM role yes. in this show. Like, my God, I love that he... Well, when's the last time we had a goddamn babyface GM on Raw? It... Well, I guess depending on how you count McFoley at times, he was a face, but... Yeah, but he was just the, such a fucking this... neutered puss that it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because they had Stephanie there. Now we have a babyface GM... Free of any McMahon, so... Yeah, like, it's... It's fucking really refreshing. And it's... It's really great to see when a wrestling show is... Like, I feel like that's not a sentence I should have to utter. (laughs) But in the case of Raw, it's... Like, that is actually one of the biggest compliments I think that I could give to what Kurt Angle brings to his role as the GM. Like, he's... Mm -hmm been doing a good job of making it feel like a wrestling show, and I th- he did yeah. a really good job this week. I'm trying to remember who the fuck um somebody was complaining to him about something about a problem, and then he was like, "Well, you know, this is raw. we solve our problems in the ring, like don't come complain to me about something. like go have a match, go fight somebody and that felt to me was like finally like in this in this very subtle way, on raw we're going back to like at least on raw in raw universe. Like, this is a little bit different than the outside world, you know? And I feel like these last couple of years with, like, the corporate shit and the authority, they've been trying to get so real-worldy with this whole, like, oh, well, you know, apparently wrestlers can sue each other for, like, beating each other up in the ring. And, like, all these real-world fucking things that it's, like, this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> I have this come up maybe once in a while with, like, a particular character, like, a DiBiase or something who has a lawyer... But don't have this be, like, a constant built-in thing that's... Like, it just sucks all the fun out of it. Unsafe working environment. Like, I like fucking watching a wrestling show where, yeah, that's how you fucking deal with shit. And all these characters are fighters. And they're wrestlers. And they want to win titles and shit. Like, that's why they're there is to fight and win titles. Not like, well, I'm here to get a paycheck and I guess that'd be cool if I was a champion. (laughs) Like, fuck that shit. (laughs) So I like the Kurt angle is a lot more of the, and and also the fact that he's on the show a lot less than Foley and Stephanie were Hmm. like, I like, I think a GM is best used lightly. Yeah. And he's, he's at that perfect like presence. Right. And like to the point where actually here's my perfect point. Um, Jesus Christ, that was pretentious. (laughs) Here's my point explained in a way that I think will be perfect. Um, What Kurt Angle does is he does the same thing that William Regal and Daniel Bryan do well, which is that they are supporting characters in storylines, but they are not like the person that storylines revolve around. Whereas with Stephanie and Foley, they had their own storylines that were revolving around them. And then superstars were casualties to their storylines. Whereas the GM should always be a supporting role to the superstars. Yeah. Well, that's how they used to do it way back in the day with Jack Tunney. Like, he only came mm-hmm. in every once in a while just to be like, there's some kind of problem with the championship match. He fixed it, and then he was back to behind the scenes. Right. He wasn't demeaning superstars in every single segment. and Yeah, because that's, that's the fucking problem when your authority figure is supposed to be like one of your stars on your show. You have to put them over. You have to give them a push to the expense of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And who's that going to be as your superstars? The entire roster. Man, we just, there you go, WWE. We just we, analyze you your get. shit and we're showing you why you're moving in the right direction with Kurt Angle. Good job. Yeah. Which, hopefully, you would already know all these things. Yeah, well, think about that for a second. Now we have, we have a babyface GM on both shows. We have a babyface GM, I think, on all of their shows right now. Yeah, Regal's always been the consistent... Because yeah. 205 Live doesn't really have a GM, so I guess we don't know. No. Yeah, so it's just Regal, Brian, and uh, mm-hmm. Angle. Alright, so to, to go off of my uh, earlier moment of being pretentious as fuck, uh, yeah. to talk about something else that I find pretentious as fuck is Nakamura's new nickname. The artist known as Nakamura. Whoa. Go no. fuck yourself. No, he's not Nakamura. He's Michael Jackson. <laughs> According to the fucking promo by Dolph Ziggler. What the fuck are they doing? Are they man, did that, did that, man, that joke went on way too fucking long on that promo. Oh my god. It was <laughs> it it was those it was that family guy joke that they do every once in a while that they extend the entire episode and you're just like, we fucking get it. Please stop. Although I guess maybe is that Dolph Ziggler's strategy is he's trying to get heat by just drawing out a joke for too long. No, I think it's just bad writing, <laughs> and I think he's trying to make the best of it. Yeah, that's that's probably the case. But like uh, some writer, it's just like, oh, Michael Jackson is one of Nakamura's influences. Let's just say he's Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fucking weird. But uh, I don't know. Like, did you? What do you think of the new nickname? Because they like they were doing it outside of that one promo, too. It was like all the announcers and stuff. They are all calling him the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know. I think it's I pretentious. Don't think it's, I don't think it's going to work. I think because it's, it's it's like trying to build this whole idea of like, wow, he's so great in this giant legacy, the artist. And it's like, he just fucking got here. Like, yeah. he j- just got here. <laughs> also, Prince only died last year. And Prince just fucking died. And he already Can has not? an even better fucking nickname. He's the King of Strong Style. Yes! <laughs> Why are we not because going that? Because guess what he does? He wrestles Strong Style. Yeah, and that's literally all he does. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like Shinsuke Nakamura, but that guy, from what I've seen, is a very one-note performer. It's a cool note, but, he does but it's that, one note. He, he does that one note really well. He does that one note really fucking well. But it's he, one of those he things adds, that... The charisma and crazy moves and stuff like that does that so well. You don't fuck with that formula. Yeah, you don't fuck with the formula because, well, at least I assume, because I, I would assume he can't really do a whole lot else, and that's why he only does this. Um, I think that's what it is, right? I think it's the fact that he can't cut the 20-minute promo in English, and so they're just like, let's g- say that he's Michael Jackson, and let's have Ziggler do it. Yeah, so the it, the thing is with him, like with his character and his performance, it seems like he's. I mean, he's great at the one thing, but then that, that's very limiting. You can only tell so many stories with that. You can only have so many matches with that. So you know, he's. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's like an upper mid Carter. Like he's going to be, like that intercontinental title level. Like he'll he might win the world title once. I could see it, if he, if they really ride a wave of momentum with him, I could see him having like a really short. World title reign, but I think he's mostly going to be kind of that uh, mid card sort of guy. I think he could be a main title guy if they give him a mouthpiece. Yes, that's okay. That's a good point. If they if they do want to make him a perennial main eventer, they do need to give him a mouthpiece. Yeah, and I don't see any problem with that. Like, I don't know why they're so against that. Yeah. Yeah, especially with him, like certain baby faces it's hard to give them a mousepiece just because a lot of managers are more for the heel side. That's but true. I don't think it's that hard for Shinsuke. No. But you know what? Um, While I, I do agree with you, and I think they could expand on him and do a little bit more with him if they gave him a manager, at the same time, I think that with the sort of character that he has, because he's just kind of like very cool, just kind of like go with the flow, very aloof... Just sort of guy, like, I almost, I don't even know if I would want to change his character. Like, I think his character is pretty much about as good as it's going to get. But, that it, and it's okay for not every guy to be the main event guy. Like, I think that's fine for him to be, like, kind of a mid-carder and occasional main eventer. Like, that's fine. Not every yeah. guy has to be the main event <laughs> I mean I think he could be though, which is the problem. Well that's what I, that's what I think is like I think he could be the occasional main event, but he's his yeah. character is not complex enough to be the perennial main eventer. Like No. He or at least, you know, the way it's been presented. I guess, you know, you could do more shit with it. That could be kinda cool to see maybe like a heel Nakamura more, that'd be totally different. But again, for all this stuff to happen, he would need a manager. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I think th- I think there might be ways for him to get around it, but then again, that's in my head because I I don't think that he should be that perennial main. Like he's not the guy that I would build a company around, but he'd be like oh, no. one of those guys that's kind of on the fringe that I would want to use a lot. Well, in that's the semi-main event level. That's why I worked in New Japan. You had Okada as the main eventer, mm-hmm. and then you had Shinsuke as his like partner, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. although speaking of people kind of like trying to rise into title contention Rusev is apparently demanding a title shot in storyline wise otherwise he goes back to Bulgaria uh, what do you think they're going to do with that do you think they're going to try and give him a title shot yeah I think it's kind of to give him something to do keep focus on him while he's injured mm-hmm. so it could come back Like I think it would be a good push for him yeah, although the other thing I thought was interesting is I, th- if I'm remembering this correctly, I don't think he specifically said WWE title. I think he just said title. So it could be that they maybe do like a US title shot with him. Yeah, they could be. You said you didn't specify the title, right? Yeah, I, d- I think he just said title shot. So it could be like, well, you said title shot. So how about the US title? <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I guess, I don't know, unless they were going to do Rusev versus Kevin Owens, they'd have to like... Swap the title onto somebody else first Which I, I don't think they're going to do I think they're probably going to keep it on Owens for a little bit So yeah, who knows Maybe they'll um, maybe they'll try and have Rusev s- do a quick feud With the main event Speaking of Owens though I'm loving this US title picture right now Yeah, you've got A lot of guys going for the US title these days Styles and Corbin had this match And then you bring in Owens and Zayn Afterwards, mm-hmm. great Yeah, because you had uh, yeah, you've got Owens and Styles about to be happening as Mm -hmm. far as the feud, and then it looks like um, did you see talking smack this week? No, I did not catch that this week. Okay, so uh, um, the ending part of that, Sami Zayn was getting interviewed, and Baron Corbin came out and like beat the fuck out of him. Oh, I did hear about that. Okay, Yeah. yeah. So it looks like they're gonna be spinning off those two into a feud. All right, which you know makes sense. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think it makes sense in the fact that I think it's going to be um Baron Corbin's going to go over in that feud. But, you know, Sami Zayn has to lose a lot of matches to be an underdog, so... <laughs> it just comes with the character, I guess. Yes, it does. Poor Zayn. He'll make it, though. He's too yeah. fucking talented. I mean, he's getting a better chance than SmackDown already, so... That's true. And and I could totally see, like... um I could definitely see him getting the U.S. title here at some point. Like, Yeah. I think I would love to see either him or Dillinger get that spot, like get that mid-card spot. So just like, rock in like every week, just tearing down the house as the mid-card champion. I could see both of them doing it. Maybe even against each other. you got a lot of weeks in the year. <laughs> there are a lot of weeks in the year. Um another surprising thing about Smackdown another good thing I thought was the tag team matches. Yeah, we've got uh Breezango the Fashion yep. police, the police as the number one contenders against okay. the Usos. That that kind of well, it was weird actually. It it came out of nowhere, but then at the same time when they were setting it up on the episode and they advertised what matches were there, I was looking at it and I was like Breezango's going to win. What? Yeah, because they huh? had the Colones and Alpha go against each other and I was right. like Wait a second. Yeah, I was like, they're feeding with each other, so that's just going to be the longer time, which is what it ended yeah. up happening. And yeah, between those two, I was like, well, man, like, it's <laughs> which team do they give less of a fuck about the ascension? Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But I thought at least they gave both matches like good stories. Yeah, actually, it was it was surprising how well the um the story played out within that like what two and a half minute match. I think Breezango Yeah, and Ascension had. But you even had, like, I love the revamped clones. just calling them the, the clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, They showed off their technical skills. And yes, Alpha got the win, but I can definitely see a good storyline coming out of that for those two. But then you had the other match go on, and right away, the Ascension is doing the smart thing of trying to end it right away. Right. Like, wrestling as if it's a beat the clock. <laughs> wrestling as if not... the stipulation mattered? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Genius. Oh my god. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm excited because it's a new um team in the title picture and just because like I like Tyler Breeze. I like to see him get something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I there's no way they're getting the titles. Right? Oh no. <laughs> so, you know, I don't But it was know. just a good good bit of storytelling true i guess my but um do you think that they're going to try and actually bother building brizango after this like either going into this and then after this like do you think they're going to try and invest in them as a tag team going forward or is this just the well we're just going to throw you guys in as the team of the month until we come up with a story we actually want to tell like do you think they're completely sacrificial lambs or is this like the start of An idea that it's like, well, you know what, maybe we're going to actually do a little bit of a storytelling with Breezango this year. Because they're on SmackDown, I think I could see definitely that. I could see we're going to tell a little bit of a story here. I could see that too, but then my my hesitancy and my um, fear is that it's going to be kind of like with last year with SmackDown, which was that, unfortunately, the tag teams kind of got the shaft in a lot of those months. And, you know, I think... Honestly, one of the biggest casualties out of that was American Alpha. I feel like they were definitely put on a back burner. Yeah, it was like those guys, they really could have like bust them out in that last year and really had like a solid first year to build on, but they just cooled them off so bad those last couple months. It it was just a killer. You know, and it's, you know, just if they weren't going to do that with American Alpha, it's like I I think there's no way they're going to do anything with Breezango this is just a uh, you know these these are the only other guys that they have right now because it's like they didn't want to just refute American Alpha because they have to wait on that unfortunately and New Day's not ready to go yet which Mm -hmm. I don't know I guess maybe they have a specific plan on how they wanted to bring him in because it's only Kofi who's injured right yeah but I think they're waiting for him to be ready to go because he's only going to be out a couple weeks with that knee surgery yeah But, like, they constantly switch in Xavier to, well, not constantly, but they do it on a semi-regular basis. They could just do it for a couple weeks where it's just Xavier Woods and Big E, and Kofi could just be the manager on the side. Unless, do you think he's too injured to travel? That's probably it. Um, And they probably want them, and it's probably like, hey, let's keep him off TV for a couple weeks just to give them a break and come back fresh. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And I guess just in the meantime, just you know, as per usual, the tag teams are kind of the last concern until uh, New Day comes in. Then they'll probably start giving a fuck about them a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's no way they're going to not have New Day be doing pretty regular segments on SmackDown. They're too too much of a staple of WWE programming at this point. And that's a good thing for the tag team titles because that'll at least mean that the tag team division is getting some attention every week. It actually means something. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time until the new day get those titles. I mean, do you disagree? Mm, not sure yet. Ooh, not sure yet. Do you think the Usas are going to hold on to them to the, for that long, or do you think they're going to pass them on to American Alpha again? I think they could pass them on to the American Alpha. I think they could pass it on to the Colognes. Whoa, you think they're going to put the titles on the Colognes? Maybe for a bit. I mean, I I love the revamp. Because it's the first time they've just been the Colognes. Well, since well, what were they left. when they were both just Primo and Epico? Was it just were Primo and Epico, but not the Colognes? They were Primo and Epico for like a day after Coralito left and not really pushed at all like no focus on them they were just jobbers basically then they repackaged them into the freaking matadors <laughs> man, and then repackaged been. repackaged them into the uh, shining stars yeah I don't know I still think they need a math piece because otherwise they're just two good hands that's it hmm. I like the good hands, though. I mean, hey, good hands are fine, but you, yeah. You know, how many, how much of a story can you tell with just a good hand? You gotta have somebody who can <laughs> talk. That's the wrestling biz. <laughs> um, but speaking of the wrestling biz, we got uh, some other strange turns of events in the world title pictures on SmackDown. We got Jinder Mahal stealing the title from Randy Orton. Do you think? Yep it's still going to be gone at payback. Like, do you think Gordon's going to come in without the title? Well, have you heard this controversy? There's like a possibility that it's not for the title. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been hearing is that it's not for the title because they haven't said it's for the title for like the past two weeks. Yeah. Cause of very originally they were saying it was for the title, but then I think like the about a week, week or two they announced it, they right? stopped. Yeah. They announced it as a, the WWE title match, and then I think like a week or two later, they stopped saying that. So now it's just a House of Horror's match. Yeah. So do you think they use that as an explanation? An explanation for what? Like, Ginger has the title, so therefore the title can't be up for grabs in the house. Oh, of Horrors <laughs> oh because he couldn't bring it to the match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be hilarious. Because if they it, did that, that horrible then... explanation. Oh yeah, it'd be but... it'd be fucking horrible. Because wouldn't it's that just like... open the door? of like, well, I just I left the title at home. Sorry, can't defend it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Physically, I don't have the title, therefore I can't defend it. I locked it inside of this briefcase, so you can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't give it to the the ref, so it can't be a title match. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be fucking horrible. But yeah, I don't. I was actually wondering to a small extent with like him having like stolen the title and run away with it and with like them trying to build up this horror WWE House of Horrors match on the off chance that they actually decide this to have like be a fucking thing do you think there's the slight chance that they would use this match as like a catalyst for like a Randy Orton being like injured and taken out storyline for a couple weeks so it'll be like the title's been vacated but like Jinder Mahal stole it so he's kind of like the champion not champion until there's a title match I don't know not really sure but they've already been building up this whole fucking idea of like the Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton title match so they'll probably just do that I don't know do you think there's a chance that Wyatt wins this thing uh, now that it's not for the title yes better question do you think there's a chance that this match actually matters? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Excellent. We can get in. Or do you... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it once we go down to the pay-per-view. Unless you want to go into the pay-per-view now. Because I don't really know what else to talk about, I guess, other than um, wondering whether they're going to try and turn Charlotte face with having these women gang up on her and attack her during the title match with Naomi, which I thought was going decently well. Until that attack. Well, I did, uh, I'm glad they didn't finish that match. Yeah. Because that's definitely a pay-per-view match. So oh, yeah. So, something was bound to happen. And that's fine with those three women teaming up. Like, the three of them singly probably aren't going to do anything that well. So, might as well put them into a group. I don't know. I think, I think putting them into the group just makes it worse. Because then then you're almost just kind of like admitting that none of them have anywhere to go. And I think instead they would just be better off. Well, honestly, Carmella should be on Raw, (laughs) first of all, so she can be with Enzo and Cass, but Mm -hmm. forbidding that. I think it's more of like they need to be like given more opportunities to grow because that was kind of the biggest problem, I think, at least with like... Because Natalia is an overall okay superstar she doesn't have a strong heel personality she just doesn't have that strong of a personality that's her biggest problem yes i mean she's great in the ring but on the mic she's not as strong yeah Tamina has never really been that good so i don't know at least from what i've seen of her i think she's never been that good so i I don't have a really great comment on her and i think her debut back was a joke so (laughs) yeah her debut was a fucking joke Uh, Yeah, and Charlotte's clearly your queen heel. I do not want them to turn her face. I'm going to be pretty upset if they turn her face right now, to be honest. Because you have two great faces on that brand right now. You have Becky Lynch and you have Naomi. You do not need Charlotte as a face. You need Charlotte as that heel. She is the lead heel on that show. Because Carmella, Natalia, and Tamina are all B-level heels. Mm -hmm. Tamina is maybe B-level. She's like C or D-level, to be honest. I guess she's big, so she can be C-level. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Natalia and Carmela are both kind of lacking because Carmela is not in-ring experience enough, and she's still kind of figuring out her character a little bit. And Natalia just doesn't have enough of a character. Or enough like ability but to I mean, I think- portray a character convincingly. I don't know. She seems like a Carmella really nice and- girl. <laughs> Carmela and Tamina with... Natalia should help their in-ring stuff at least. Maybe. Yeah, you know who knows? Maybe Natalia we'll will help rub off on Carmella. We'll see. Maybe. But, but yeah. So fuck On to the pay-per-view. Yeah, let's run down this payback show. Because we got... Uh, what is the first thing? Is like Finn Balor going to be on Miss TV? Like... Why? Oh, maybe? I didn't hear about this. Yeah, they advertised that on the show. That's going to be on the the pre-show. Is uh, Finn Balor is going to be on Miz TV, even though both of those guys are feuding with other people. Yeah. And the Intercontinental title is not even being defended on the pay-per-view. So that's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Moving on from that. Well, it's a... Wait, is this a... Yeah, this is a Raw show, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Intercontinental. Yep, awesome. But the U.S. title is being defended on this show. Yeah. And the WWE Championship, maybe? I guess not at this point. Well, the WWE Champion is on it. Yeah, right? the, the WWE Champion, who's a SmackDown superstar, is on this show. But he's yeah. not defending his title. And we have, Makes so much <laughs> sense. And we have the U.S. Champion, who, no matter who the U.S. Champion <laughs> will be... Is going to be on SmackDown after this pay-per-view, is being defended on this show, but we don't have the Intercontinental Title being defended on the show, even though or now it's a Raw exclusive title, and we don't have the Universal Title on here because. All right, let's run know. down this card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ms TV up? and Finn Balor. I assume it's just going to uh, lead to Finn Balor beating up Miz or something. Yeah. Uh, then we have on the pre-show Enzo <laughs> Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. I kind of was assuming they would just give this to Enzo and Cass as kind of like a babyface reaction to win the crowd over. Yeah, definitely being on the pre-show, I'll lean that way. Either team could win, kind of. It it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, well, because there's no I, story going into this match, so... <laughs> yeah, Enzo and Cass, I think, need the win more, though, right now. they Because have, they haven't yeah, won agree. in a while in a row. Yeah. Like, Gallows and Anderson have actually been getting the win, so... Yeah, and they didn't they just came off of having the title for you know a hot minute where they didn't do anything yeah. with it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think I think we're in agreement. Endzone cast will probably just get that little babyface win, um, but then we got Cesaro and Sheamus versus Hardy's for the tag titles. I think, hmm, I want to say Hardy's retained, but maybe they don't. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because I think it depends on who they're planning on turning heel, which I would assume is the Hardys, because I would think that part of their broken gimmick is going to be them turning heel. Um, so then with that in mind, I think that Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win. Also, because of WWE's constant like fifty-fifty booking, like Cesaro and or, yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus both losing to the Hardys leading up to this means they're going to win. Yeah, and then you know they'll have the rubber match. So, I think that's where they're going. I think Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win this. So, that's what I'm going with. I'll go with Cesaro and Sheamus, too. Um, But do you think they do it in, like, a slightly heelish way to make the turn for the Hardys? Or do you think just the Hardys losing the title? I think the Hardys are just going to lose. Okay. And then it could, like, ooh, you know what it'll be? Because they've been doing this whole, like, people get mad and then they do the handshake shit, they'll lose, and then they'll look like they're about to get mad and they're going to freak out, but then they do the handshake with Cesaro and Sheamus. Then they do the rematch, and after that time when they lose, that's when they fucking snap on Cesaro and Sheamus. Either that or they just lose this time and then they snap already. Yeah uh so then we have bailey versus alexa bliss for the women's championship i think bailey retains yeah i think it'd be kind of premature to drop it to bliss yeah especially because uh honestly this this exposes a really huge problem that the raw women's division has right now bailey is their really one and only face because i know they're trying to do this thing with dana brooke right now but that's going over like a lead balloon Yeah, so do you think they hold off, turning Sasha? Uh, I think for a little bit, they do. I think they'll probably have to build that towards SummerSlam. I think timing-wise, that would make sense, right? Yeah, but who else? Have the Bailey and Sasha match at um, SummerSlam? Yeah, but who else would be a babyface besides Bailey at that point? Well, right. So, I don't know if they're going to try and keep building with Dana Brooke, or if if that doesn't work, they'll try and build somebody else into a baby face on that rust. Because that's, that's their fucking issue when I look at it right now, is it's like, man, if, if Bailey got injured, they'd be kind of fucked as far as the yeah, Raw Women's Division right now. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I guess they could try and have Sasha be face again, but I don't know. I think that the crowd is starting to sour on her a little bit. Like, I think she just so desperately needs to be a heel. But she's like the only one that can be a face, though, because like Alexa can't be face. Alexa can't now. I don't know. I honestly think you'd have a better time trying to turn Naya into like a badass, uh, weird face. Mm, You're that, or yeah. or fucking try and turn Emma, like have her be like really cool, like she's badass and cool. Yeah, like I think you would have an, an easier time with Naya. Like if, if in order of priority, I think it would be like Naya, Emma, Sasha. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, Bailey needs to hold the fort for now. You know, ward off Bliss for now. And plus, I think Bliss can still help establish herself even without winning the title. Like I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh. Then we have Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe in a singles match. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like either Joe's got a win here, or it's just like a DQ or a no contest, something like that. Yeah, right, because Rollins got the big win at WrestleMania, so. Right, Rollins got the big win at WrestleMania, and I think we addressed this before, too, to an extent that because uh, if Rollins wins here, like, just beats Samoa Joe and moves on, then he has to go for the title, right? Like, there would be nowhere else for him to go. Yeah. So he has to get stopped by Joe. He's beaten the authority. Right, he's he's beaten the authority, so Joe has to stop him in some way, whether it's mm-hmm. a straight-up win or if they he just fucks him up to the point where then yeah, you know, it's a no contest. Whatever he needs to do to, like, extend this into a feud, I think is what they need to do. So, yeah, as long as Seth Rollins doesn't win, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. What do you think they're going to do? I think Reigns wins here. If you're thinking like WWE... Yeah. God damn it. They're probably going to fucking do it, which is going to suck. This is the perfect time for Strowman to win. And, also, and have it, Roman turn heel. And even, well, you don't know actually, honestly, even if you didn't, this is just the, like Strowman needs to win here. Because it's like they fought at uh, Fastlane, right? Right before WrestleMania. Yes. And Reigns beat him. Mm-hmm. So why would you just recycle Come right back to the same feud In the same fucking match If you're just gonna have Reigns win again And you just had him beat The Undertaker Like It doesn't get bigger than that guys <laughs> So him just beating Strowman Is gonna mean nothing to Reigns Strowman beating Reigns Will mean something to Strowman Is that what you think they do though? <sighs> they can't be that stupid can they be this stupid? Yes. Yes, they can. Like, why would they recycle back to it? Because if they wanted to just have Roman Reigns beat somebody, then just f- fucking have him beat whoever. Like, who else is on this card? Let's see. Um, they could have just had him beat Samoa Joe if they wanted to, or beat Bray Wyatt, or... Yeah, there you go. They could have just had him beat Bray Wyatt. Who cares? <laughs> like, don't have him just beat Stroman because... I have to think, like, they look at Strowman and they real like, they're not going to pass up on Strowman. They can't. He's huge. He's a priority, right? Mm-hmm. So I think because if, if this were almost anybody else, then I would have to, then I would just assume that, yeah, they're they're too stupid. They will fuck this up and Reigns will beat him when they don't need to. But Strowman is somebody they give a fuck about. So I I almost have to think, maybe naively... That they're smart enough to make Strowman win this. <laughs> we shall see. Especially because... Um, ooh, you know what? This might work out nicely if they decide to like... I mean, Roman Reigns' his brother just died. Let him have some more time off. Have this be a way to write Roman Reigns off, at least for a little bit longer. Oh, so could it, you believe that shit with the fucking interview about that? What But What? what interview? They did a WWE.com interview with him where he talked about they were like, how do you feel about your brother passing away? Are you fucking me? No, they actually did that. Wow, what a bunk of shit. Was he like dressed up as Roman Reigns too? Like, was he in I can't the remember. gear? Oh my god, like, that's pretty like fucking his douchey. Fucking actual brother, not fucking storyline brother. Actual brother passed away. That is douchey as fuck. Man. WWE is kind of ridiculous. Because it's like, what's the fucking point of it? Is there some great payoff that we had to, like, violate that sacred bond of, like, just, you know, this is me and my family and my shit. You don't have to be putting this on TV. Especially if it's not even going to be doing anything to fuck making money. Like, it's... Did that do anything? It gets them clicks. It gets them not even useful clips, like yeah. if, if you want useful clips, have fucking clips of him fighting Strowman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and beating people up and shit. Like, come on, woof. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, yeah, that, I think in the, that pissed me off. <laughs> I think in the case of Strowman, they have to be smart enough to let him win because they clearly mm-hmm. give a shit about this guy, even if they've made a few missteps. And, right, and, and I think that oh alright, um say if if he were to beat Reigns, then I think they would have him feud with Lesnar for a little bit. Have Lesnar probably go over Strowman and then eventually build to Reigns and Lesnar again. Yeah, I can see that. Uh next up we have Neville versus Ares for the cruiserweight championship. I think Ares takes it this time. I can honestly see this going either way. Um, I just want to see Aries take it because, as much as I, as much as I've enjoyed Neville's run, I think Aries would provide a little more uh, storyline competition in the cruiserweight division mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I could, I could definitely kind of also see like because they have this new storyline with Perkins right now. Like I could kind of see Perkins screwing Austin out of the title. Because mm. if say so they wanted to like, spin off, yeah, you could spin them off and then have somebody else come up and challenge Neville. Like if say you wanted to have Callisto come in now, or if you wanted to, ooh, fuck it, you know what? Put put Finn Balor in the cruiserweight division. He's a tiny guy. Yeah. Or um, actually, or um, to to jump really quickly, um, before we get into this fucking House of Horrors match, um. Alistair Black is being billed at 205 pounds. <laughs> Do you think they're going to put him in the Cruiserweight division? I hope not. He's meant for so much more. I kind of think so, too. And I feel sort of douchey even saying that because I fucking like the Cruiserweight shit. Yeah. And I think that would actually be kind of like, he could fucking bring some weird, crazy, badass shit to the Cruiserweight division. He would end them all. He would just end everybody. <laughs> He towers over all of them. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting. But yeah, I'd, I'd kind of yeah. like to see him not in the cruiserweight division, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, to get back to the pay per view. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, we also you know have I... Owens and Jericho. But that's pretty obvious, I think. <laughs> yeah, Owens. Yeah. Um. So then the last thing is Orton versus Y in this House of Horrors match. Yeah. All right. What do you What do you think this fucking match is gonna be? I think this is basically just gonna start as like a boiler room brawl that ends up in the ring okay because yeah I, I feel like I heard somebody talking some sort of thing about how the match is supposed to start somewhere else and that it has to like it's gonna end in the ring or like it's yes, supposed to end in the ring that they've made that much clear other than that we have no idea what's gonna come that's just it seems very weird. So, I'm wondering if it's, yeah, it's just going to be like a backstage brawl of like a bunch of different rooms with like a bunch of Bray Wyatt holograms and him jumping out of closets and like Worms smacking. showing <laughs> up on hologram. Worm. Maybe he'll throw some actual worms on the floor. Like, if, maybe the boogeyman will come in. Yes. And he'll eat a bunch of <laughs> worms in front of him. <laughs> there we go. As soon as, as soon as they brought up worms, I was like, wait a second, boogeyman. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, he will recruit the boogeyman. So down, th- I mean that's that's going to be the only interesting thing about this match. It's just what are they going to do? The finish has no consequence whatsoever. Yeah, unless so then that that was kind of why I was trying to think of that idea of like, well what if Jinder stealing the title is a lead into like Randy Orton being taken out for a little while? Cuz if that actually happened, if Orton was like taken out for a couple months, all right, then this match actually fucking mattered. Cool. Like Bray Wyatt, like, takes out Randy Orton, and Orton's just out for a while.
1: That's yeah, but something.
0: then Wyatt goes to Raw on that kind of... Well, then he would have to build it up. He would much. have to talk about yeah. how he, like, you know, destroyed the Viper, and then he would have to fucking win again, which, you know, the, the, the odds of him fucking winning again uh, is pretty bad. Yeah. But... Nope, you know what? I, I, it's it's true, I gave up on Bray Wyatt because I, I know it's over <laughs> after Wrestlemania I knew the cards were up <laughs> so, I think he's just gonna lose <laughs> I think Orton's just gonna win because uh, fuck it, why not, right? yeah, why not no, I don't know I think Wyatt's just gonna win because why would they make it a non-title match otherwise? Yeah, I think that's that's why. Have Wyatt win no. with no consequence. No, and no, I'm not being tricked again. Orton's winning. <laughs> I'm not believing in Wyatt anymore. <laughs> They're not. No, it's not a big match though. That's the thing. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's just gonna lose. All right, I think this is where we're really diverging. I think Wyatt wins. I, th- I think he loses. They're just gonna make him lose <laughs> for no reason. So this is gonna be our deciding. You know what? They they predictors. made it a non-title match just to trick guys like us into thinking that Wyatt <laughs> would win. That's why they did it. Those fuckers. I'm not I'm not falling for it again. WWE. I know Orton's <laughs> gonna win this match. Newman, I think you're in like the uh, psychotic guy stage and like in the patent <laughs> room. Like they're just they're making it non-title just to fuck with me and. The government did it, man. They made it a non-title <laughs> match because they knew. <laughs> they knew. I would think the Bray Wyatt could win. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. The non-title conspiracy. It's a all conspiracy. Right, well- <laughs> we will see how all of this goes down on Sunday. Please tune in next week. Hear our review of payback and all the fallout on uh, SmackDown and Raw. Oh wait, you you didn't want to talk about uh, the UK title match? What? The UK title match on NXT? That was meant to me. Oh, all right. Well, all right. See you next week, then, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. And yeah, follow us on all, all of our social media. Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter, Smart Brothers, and super smart Brothers at gmail.com. It's a conspiracy!